Hello and welcome. This is Camille Brooks. I love to help people discover how they can find more joy and peace in their personal lives, marriage, and family, and help them discover that their sorrows can bring out the glory within them. Today's podcast is from the series, Sorrow Let's the Glory Out. Insightful interviews on finding joy and peace in the midst of our afflictions and in the process, discovering the glory within us. Thanks for listening. This is our first episode. How can the coronavirus let the glory out in you? I would first like to send my heartfelt wish that wherever you are in the world, you and your loved ones are safe. I am so sorry for the hardship and sorrow that has come from this coronavirus. I hope these podcasts will be able to be a blessing to you and your family. Today, I would like to start by sharing a little background as to why I'm doing these podcasts. My great-grandmother, Amanda Neff Bagley, taught that sorrow lets the glory out. I have loved this insight, and it has been an inspiration to me. In the fall of 2019, I decided that I wanted to be able to share this message with the world and be able to help people find more peace and joy in their lives, and in the process, discover that sorrow does let the the glory out. Because of the need for social distance, I've decided to do this first podcast myself and share my first encounter, well, one of my first encounters of sorrow and how it brought the glory out in me. When I was eight years old, I was being bullied at school. And like many of you, you have experienced such things I was very sad with this experience. It broke my heart. I had had good friends, and all of a sudden they had turned against me. And in doing so, had turned the rest of the class against me. And no one would sit with me at school. They would not sit with me and eat with me at lunch or play with me at recess. And I was just avoided, and no one would talk to me. And I felt like I was invisible. It went on for months. I also sat by the pencil sharpener. And as people would sharpen their pencils and go back to their desks, they would poke me in the arm as another little way of trying to hurt me. Well, all this climaxed on my ninth birthday. I went to school, and as I lifted my lift-top desk, which we had in those days, I discovered that they had dumped the previous garbage in my desk. Well, someone had put a banana peel in there, and it had all the pencil sharpenings in it, and it had become a gooey mess. It made me sick to my stomach, and all of a sudden, 
it made me feel like I was garbage. This is what I amounted to, was garbage. Well, when I went home, things did not get better. My parents had gone on a trip for spring break, and I was being babysat. And it was my birthday, and there was no birthday cake, and no presents, and no celebration. And after dinner, my grandmother had forgotten that it was my birthday, and she had called to ball me out. Apparently, a cousin had said that I had stuck my tongue out at them, which wasn't true. It was just one of those cousin rivalries at the time. And my grandma didn't ask questions about it or if it really happened or wish me a happy birthday. She just tore into me and got mad. When I hung up the phone, it was the last straw. It was the last thing my little eight-year-old, well, now nine-year-old heart could take. I slammed the phone down and ran out the door and into the woods. It was dark. I ran all the way through the woods to where there was a clearing. I knelt down on the grass and began to pray with all my little heart. I wept and wept and wept. And finally, I looked up into the heavens and I asked, Heavenly Father, are you really there? And am I really your child? Well, a sweet, calm, peaceful feeling came over me that I will never forget. I knew I was a child of God. I knew that he loved me. That moment changed my life. Though I was just a little girl, I had received a witness of the Spirit that I was a child of God and a witness that he loved me. And it transformed me. And even though the bowling didn't stop for quite some time after that, I was at peace. I was okay. I knew everything was going to be all right because Heavenly Father loved me. And I wanted to love him back. I wanted to do the things that would please him. This experience transformed my life. And from then on, I wanted to keep his commandments because I knew he loved me and I could trust him. This was the foundation of my faith as a child. I began to understand a little tiny bit about grace, though it would be many years before I could put a name to it, grace. But I felt strengthened by my Heavenly Father to face my trials and to do hard things. And I felt comforted and I, I didn't need the approval of my friends or my classmates. I just felt at peace that God loved me. And I felt empowered to do hard things. This experience was the beginning 
for me, the beginning of my faith. As I grew older, everything made sense because I knew for a surety that I was a precious child of God. And so when I learned that God had a plan for me, that he didn't just send me to this earth for no reason at all, that he had sent me for a reason, and that central to his plan was the atonement of Jesus Christ. I knew that I could believe in Jesus Christ, and I could take part of his atonement and allow his atonement to heal me and allow his atonement to help me change and overcome sin and overcome weaknesses because God loved me so much that he had sent a savior for me. It just made sense that God would send prophets to teach me right from wrong and his commandments. And I loved the scriptures and the words of the prophets. And it just made sense that everyone was my brother and sister because we were all children of God and God was no respecter of persons. He loved all of his children. Everything was easy to believe and understand because I had first gained a testimony that I was a child of God. This was the beginning of letting the glory out within me and the sorrow that I had experienced in my young childhood turned to my good and it was a blessing to me. I know that this can be true for you as well. If you have not asked if you are a precious child of God, maybe you could do that today. Get on your knees and ask your Heavenly Father if He is real. Is He your Father? Are you His child? And He will tell you. You will feel it in your heart. And it can change your life and be the beginning and the foundation of your faith. I know that sorrow can let the glory out in each one of us. Whether it's the coronavirus, financial hardships, natural disasters, or whatever sorrows you are experiencing right now or in your future life. If we turn to God because He is our Father, because we are His precious children, He will help us. He will strengthen us with His grace and He will comfort us with His grace. And we can do hard things. I know that sorrow doesn't let the glory out in everyone because it's a choice. We have to choose. Sometimes sorrow makes people bitter. I've seen this throughout my life. I've seen people who have become bitter because of what they have gone through. And they have not become better. But this has humbled me and helped me all the more want to make the choice to be humble and the choice 
to choose to turn to God in my afflictions and to allow him to turn it to my good and let the sorrow bring the glory out within me. When I have gone, I have found that as I have struggled through different trials in my life, I have found that trials are not tragedies unless we make them so. They are opportunities for us to really need the Savior. And in our needing Him, the Savior, we come to know Him. As we come to know Him, we become like Him. However, if we do not need Him, and we do not come to know Him and become like Him through our sufferings, we have just suffered in vain. Our suffering has been a waste of time. I have found that I don't want my suffering to be in vain. And I don't want it to be a waste of time. I want my suffering to be purposeful. And the only way that it can become purposeful is if I turn to the Savior and ask Him to teach me what He would want me to know and teach me how to become better instead of bitter. I know that God loves each one of us. And I know that sorrows are to help us become more like the Savior. And they can be turned to our good if we allow them to. It is my hope that while we are all struggling through this coronavirus, that we can pause and be still and know that God is. Know that we are his children and ask him what we can learn at this time to become better. If we look for the good, we will be able to find it. Though there are so many things that we can't do right now because of the social distance, there are so many good things that we can do. So many families are now together in their home. We can be a blessing to each other. We can read to our children. We can read the scriptures. We can pray together. We can pause and count our blessings. We can be still and know that he is God. It is my hope that you will turn this trial to your good and that you will find your testimony of God the Father and of his son Jesus Christ growing within your heart and that your love for them will deepen during this time of quiet and stillness as we are stuck in our homes as it may seem. I don't know that we're really stuck. I think there's purpose in it and that there's beauty in it and that it will let the glory that is within each of us out if we allow it to. Have a great week and we will look forward to having more podcasts in the future where we interview others and discover what they have done to help them endure hard things and find peace and joy in their lives. 
I hope you will join us next time. For more inspiration, join me at FindingJoyInPeace.com. Until then, thank you for listening. May God bless you as you strive to create more joy and peace in your homes and in the world around you.